everyone before we start off this episode i just want to apologize we had an issue with our audio for some reason something happened with the files and they got corrupted but thankfully our producer max was filming and used one of his camera microphones so we were actually able to revive most of the audio it just doesn't sound as good so i do apologize for that we'll definitely make it up to you in the next episodes but for now we'll get into this one and i think you'll really enjoy this conversation all right, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Noble with Noble. This is episode 10. Finally hit double digits. I'm very excited. Today we have uh, Trey Folks on the episode. Trey, welcome. Yep. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for the big uh, double digit number 10. Yeah, this is a, it should be an honor yeah, to be yeah. on the episode. It is. So, it is. Uh, yeah, Trey's another realtor. Been in the business for four years now. And I get inspired by some of your social media posts. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, some things I want to touch on. We'll touch on some, you know, first time home buyer stuff. If, yeah, if you're good with that. For sure. We'll go from there. So I guess For we sure. can sort of start. I don't know I, I usually start off the the show with you tell me a little bit about yourself and yep. how you got into real estate. And yep, yep, for sure. So sort of yeah, a little bit of a background for me was uh, grew up in a big sports family. My dad, both my parents actually were runners, um, and then my brother and I took a liking to hockey, so we did that really intensely growing up, uh, but then also had quite a bit of family in real real estate as well. My Nana was a realtor. I have aunts and uncles in the business. And then my father got into the business 17 or 18 years ago. So from a young age, I was like always around the conversation. I always thought it was like interesting because no two days were the same for my dad. And all of his conversations on his phone with his clients were just so in depth. And he like, you could tell that he like genuinely cared about who he was talking with. Yeah. Um, so that I found really cool. Um, and then fast forward when I realized that I had to maybe think of something outside of hockey, real estate was first on the list, right? So went through school at Ryerson University, but already was licensed uh, in real estate. And then when I made the decision to start playing university hockey there, after about a year and a half, two years, I just went full steam into real estate and worked uh, full time from for year two, three, um, and four from there on out. So you had your license during Pride? Uh, right. So I got licensed in my first year of university. That's okay. when I completed it. So you just did it like during the summer? Yeah. So I, I started when I was in my last year of junior hockey and then uh, parked it, didn't do anything with it. And then when I realized I wasn't playing as much as I wanted to at Ryerson in that second year, I went full steam into real estate because we had to be uh, at the rank for call it five, six hours a day training, study hall, playing, practicing. So I was like, I could sub out hockey um, and just work full-time in real estate for those six hours a day while I'm doing my course course load. That's good that you figured out what you wanted to do early because I feel like a lot of people, you know, they they don't know what they want to do, especially yeah. through university. And for you to yeah. have multiple ideas of what you wanted to do and sort of commit to real estate, but yeah. have the idea of hockey behind it. Yeah. Or have hockey first and have real estate behind yeah. it. And, and, you know, once you graduate, you're like, hey, it's either, you know, full force in hockey and you realize that maybe that's not the path yeah. that you would have seen yourself succeed in yeah. going back to real estate. And now, do you feel like you made the, the right decision? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I have a twin brother. He made it further than everybody I know um, in the hockey space. He made it to the uh, American Hockey League, the AHL. So he played on Edmonton's Spartan team. Um and then he got traded over to Calgary. Then he was playing in the East Coast. But this is somebody that was like so talented beyond words when we were playing with Kenny LeBeau, big shadow Kenny. I had 
Liam had yeah. Liam had 50 goals by November. There's a month and a half of hockey, and this guy already had 50 goals. So he was so talented. Um, and now he had just finished playing hockey. So I definitely think I was going nowhere near as far as him. Uh, so I was uh, content with going towards real estate. Yes, yeah. yeah, I totally forgot to mention that we know each other through Kenny. I know yes. he's probably listening right now. I think this is like the third time I've mentioned him in the podcast. Yeah. He's the one that came up with the name of the podcast. Yeah. And then someone else, I think, mentioned that, that they liked it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I, he's worldwide. Can't take him too much credit, but I'll, I'll give him, uh, no, I'll give him all the credit. So, yeah. uh, anyway, yeah, Kenny, for listening. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, I guess now that you've been in real estate for a while, you deal a lot with first time home buyers yeah. and people who are just starting out. Yeah. What's the process like for you? Because, you know, for me, it might be a little bit different than yeah. you when you're finding first time home buyers. But what are some steps that you take uh, if someone wants to go buy a house for first time? Yeah. So for me, I uh, like having um, my brand and like I'm big on social media. Um, so everything that I put out is about education and information, right? Especially if people haven't transacted before. It's super important for them to be able to go a place and be able to learn things about the real estate industry, right? Um, so I want them to come in my profile, become educated. And then by the time that we have a conversation, hopefully they can send me a message or something. Then um, we're able to sit down face to face. We'll go through a buyer presentation and see what their wants and needs are. And then from there, we could go connect them with a mortgage broker if they don't already have what, right? Um, if you're purchasing a condo, you're going to need to have a real estate lawyer for them to go through the status certificate and stuff like that. Real estate lawyers will also help you close properly. So just making sure that they understand the people that they need to connect themselves with is super important um, from the ground level. And then depending upon, again, what their wants and needs are, what type of asset class are going towards, that's when you can also give them more information on on the market. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like it's, it's almost the same with everybody, right? Like you have your buyer presentation, you have uh, going out and... and finding their wants and needs, but yeah. what, what is it about you specifically that someone would want to come to? Obviously you have your knowledge on yeah. social media and your knowledge on the market, but yeah. is there something that, that someone else would gravitate towards themselves? And yeah, my thing is this, like, you always want to be true to yourself, whatever that may be. Right. So I know that my content is not the dancing. We were joking around about this before, but I'm not going to dance on camera. I'm not going to do the voiceover. I'm going to share information. So the content may seem dry to some people, but I think it provides them with a lot of value. But then in terms of going outside of social media, I would say that I'm just very transparent in the open book. I love joking around with my clients. Um, right now, for example, I have a first time buyer. He's excited to move out of his parents' house and him and I are going back, just talking Trump slang. Like he's really going to be outside now and we're out here and like all this stuff. And I posted it on my Instagram story. And I, the amount of people that reach out to me and they're like, yo, it's so refreshing that you're talking with your clients like this, right? And I'm not just a cookie cutter street lace guy. Um, obviously very professional when the time comes for it, but to show them my true side, like I'm a kid from Scarborough, I'm not going to hide that. That's who I am. So if I can put that out, the right people will gravitate towards me and want to work with me. And the people that see that as maybe a bad thing, I wouldn't want to work with them either. Yeah. And I have the exact same mindset. Like I yeah. I spoke with this before, like I am who I am and, and the videos that I put out, if you don't like the videos that I'm putting out there, whatever, you can go find somebody else. And if you do, and you feel like you're resonating with me, like I'm not going to change who I am as a person yep. uh, to, I want to say to, to satisfy yep. a client, but yeah, you know, if they want me to work a certain way, like I, you know, 
I, I have that same thing, like, like the jokes mentality. I, yeah. Again, I have clients right now that that uh, I'm going out with and we're doing showings and like we have a whole group chat because they're it's like a couple yeah. of guys who want to you know, move in together. And yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, it's funny, funny. To, it's funny to have that kind of buddy-buddy conversation, but yeah. then go down and, and be serious and professional when, yeah. when the time comes. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I don't know, I feel like we're, you and I are so very similar. Yeah. And like, I, I want people to be my friend after the transaction. If they're not already my friend from before, like by the end of the transaction, I'm going to be, be friends and like hit me up if I'm in the area and let's go grab a drink or grab dinner or something. Right. So I think just, um, treating people that way will allow, hopefully me to go, go far in the business. Right. And, and yourself. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the whole business is building relationships. Yeah. Right? It's if you can get those clients, have them trust you. And then go out and and have a good time with them. Yeah. And yeah, like, like you said, be buddy buddy with them. Yeah. Even if they're, you know, not our age. Even yeah. if they're like, you know, 40, 50 years old, where they're yeah. parents and they have families and all this. Like, yeah. Still to develop that kind of relationship. Yeah. Throughout the entire career, I feel like it's, yeah, is super important. Yeah, for sure. And like for me, I would say like three and a half years in the business now, everything has been, I would say, uh, pretty organic. Ran up the leases, uh, then gravitated more towards buyers. I haven't not listing agent by any means, but I think in due time and like through that organic process, I'll get to that stage. But I really um, want to cherish the moment where I can work with people my age because I'm able to connect with them that much more and be able to be my transparent self. Where if somebody's 50 years old, they may not see um, that value in me, right? So. Um, I know like a lot of parents do are helping finance their kids' first purchases, right? So what I like doing is I, I do my educational content and before it even hits social media, I am putting it out to my database and my CRM. So my client's just seeing it there um, and I'll just have like whatever follow, follow-up campaigns with them and then they'll show their parents be like, oh, this is Trey, this is real for that we want to use. The parent will then see the value and then they'll go, oh, you know what? Use Trey, he seems knowledgeable you'll have to go towards our trusted realtor that we did a deal with 20 years ago, right? So that's a way that younger agents, I think, can get their foot in the door. So you're putting yourself up, you're sending stuff out to your- The database. Database yeah. first. Yeah. And sending those videos out and then post them on social media after. It's things that are gonna be of a value to them, right? And like, you'll just chop it up and make sure that it, it's in the right format for um, like an email, right? But um, obviously not everything is going to be going. I'm not going to bombard them and want them to unsubscribe from, from my email list, right? Yeah, but just making sure that you're always giving them that value so that whenever they are ready to transact, you're going to be top of mind. That's good. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of realtors don't do that. Like, yeah. they, number one, they won't post on social media. Yeah. Number two, they won't post that often if they do. And then yeah. there are three to think about focusing on their database to post out yeah. too. And then also posting out to everybody else, I'd be like, is super important. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't don't, don't do it. Yeah. yeah, so like when I got, uh, I was telling you before this, I got my very first lease client from a video, janky video. The quality sucked. My message, I wasn't confident with what I was saying. But this one guy took a like responded positively to my message um, and hit me up for him for me to find him a lease for uh, him and his mother. But from there, I was like, if somebody reached out based off of this video. I know that if I could get better, I still have a ways to go. Um, but I know that there's going to be value in people out there that are going to hit me up based on what, like the content that I'm putting out. And I would get discouraged because people are sending you messages about your stuff not being of, of value or they think that you're 
whatever, not uh, not doing things the right way, but you just have to, I mean, put the blinders on, do what you're comfortable with doing, and it will pay off. Yeah, because you never know when the opportunity is going to come. Exactly. Right, like you, you get this one person who ends up reaching up to you, and that's it. Yeah. Right? Like they, they'll find you, and you know, they may know ten people, they may know a hundred oh, people, and hundred percent. You do a good job, and it all stemmed off that one video. hundred percent. So we we've spoken about this so many times on on the podcast about social media, and, yeah, and getting getting yourself out there and putting yourself out there. But you can see that it actually has an effect because once you do it, once yeah. you get out there, yeah. You never know. It, it just takes one. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah. That's the best thing about it is it's free. You can definitely uh, put a lot of like ad money behind your stuff. But again, for me, I've just done everything natural. Um, I'm not going to have as big of a marketing budget than these massive mega teams and stuff like that. Right. So do what you can to the best of your ability. Right. People will come. And eventually, as we are able to grow our businesses, then maybe we could start throwing a lot of money behind our or socials and stuff like that. But for the time being, I would say, yeah, just start with your with your camera on your phone and then go from there. Like, it's really funny. When I made the decision to start video way back when, I was making excuses with my boys. I said, I want to do video, but I don't want to buy the expensive camera. Like, I don't want the mic. And they're like, why don't you just use your cell phone? I was like, shoot. All right. Yeah. And that, that was a starting point for me, though, right? Like, yeah. my, one of my boys just confronted me, and I said, okay, screw it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, because back then, you know, even, I don't know, like 2014, 2013, whatever. Yeah. The the cameras were okay on, on cell phones. The cameras and the mics, they were oh, okay with they yeah. were. They that good. Wait, now, so now. Yeah, now they're basically the same quality as a professional camera, and you don't have to spend, I mean, I was yeah. say, you don't have to spend like a thousand bucks on a, on a camera, with, yeah. but you're spending the, a thousand bucks on a phone anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like the, the, the quality and, and, the microphone that comes on these phones now are so good that yeah. you, know, you, you could even just use the the front camera and it and it works just as well as yeah using the back yeah so. and i think a lot of people too just based off of that are you don't want to waste too much time with making sure that you look absolutely amazing right it doesn't have to be perfect get yourself get the message out there as quick as you can and obviously you want it to be delivered properly but don't have imposter syndrome don't think that you have to be perfect and just get up there, have your idea, and then just put out the content, right? Yeah, I think that's no the cares. best way to grow. Who no cares what you look like? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and again, if they do, you don't want to work with them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if, if you don't want to, re if you think that I don't look good or I don't sound good, yeah, don't work with me. Yeah. If you think that I do, then yeah, shoot me a message. I'm more than happy to, yeah. to come and, you know, and service you. Yeah. So do you, do you feel like most of your clients are, uh, are they like first on home buyers? Are they investors? Are they like parents? Like who, who's your, I guess you need to find your niche. You need to yep. find your target audience yep. or, uh, yep. whoever you're posting these videos for. Yep. So I would say, uh, first on home buyers, I love be working with people like around my own age. Um, and we're getting to that point now I'm 26 where people are thinking about making their first purchase either by themselves, if they have help with their parents, with a best friend. I love, uh, promoting people if you have a ride or die or a roommate for a really long time and your five-year plan is going to be similar you guys are both going to be around the same place have stable jobs around that area think about buying a starter home a condo with that person because your money's going to be able to work for you right if you're gonna you have a brand new job out of university say and if you've been there for three years 
renting a one bedroom at 2400 bucks a month 2500 bucks a month is eating into your monthly income whereas if you were to buy a place you can get a, a smaller one plus one plus one if it has a sliding door that's perfect or a smaller two bedroom unit go towards scarborough pickering um along kicks and row they have nice buildings then all of a sudden if you so say you buy a place for six hundred fifteen thousand, you put it down 10 percent, so that's 61k about um where current mortgage rates are so your monthly payment will come in at like 3150 to 3300 bucks a month added maintenance fees of 500 bucks so now you're at call it 37 cut that in two you're paying 1850 to live right and then after five years if your living circumstances change you could then sell it if it appreciates that's a bonus don't bank on it appreciating though um always buy a place first because you need a roof over your head that's that's rule number one but um your money's going to be able to work for you you're not spending 96k 2400 bucks a month for the five years just under 100k maybe anyways you're going to pay that to a landlord you're never going to see it again whereas you're going to get your the equity that you put into this place on the monthly payments um and your down payment you'll be able to take that out and then go on a new part of your journey so i think that part is uh something that people should be considering a lot more as as younger people especially the way the prices are right now yeah for sure especially because you know if you think about it um from the perspective of you're either paying rent to somebody else and you're paying helping pay their mortgage yep or you have enough down that you can pay for yourself and you pay your own mortgage yeah makes way more sense to to pay your own especially if you're living with with a friend because that's that cuts it down to and cuts it down in, in half in time, so yeah yeah but yeah I, i've 100 percent like i grew up in real estate so like that's my my knowledge my understanding um but there is benefits of renting right like we know you get to be flexible i have a client who came here from winnipeg a year ago we're gonna find him another lease that will be in toronto so call it two years but then he's thinking of hitting British Columbia or Vancouver afterwards, right? So you have that flexibility, but the amount of money that you're paying in rent, it's ridiculous, right? So interest rates going up the crazy amount over the over the course of last year. Um, hopefully we're almost through through that craziness, but your payments are up if you're a landlord, it's more expensive to live, right? But if you're a renter, rents increase almost 25% more in some parts in the city so if you're a renter or if you're a homeowner, your cost of living has gone up, right? So you just have to pick which one you want to do. Right. Yeah, because you know, obviously not everyone's in the situation where they can't buy. Exactly. Right. And sometimes, yeah, you have to rent. Obviously, it makes sense. But yeah, it's good to know, uh, you know, which options you have because some people don't think, oh, you know, like I have to buy a place. I have mm -hmm. to buy it by myself. Yeah. Exactly. Some people don't think, oh, I can go with a buddy, get, you know, Go with two friends, buy yeah. a, a three bedroom apartment or condo, whatever, and, yeah. and your monthly payments are so much lower. Yeah. And instead of paying rent yeah. to somebody else, you're paying yeah. you're paying it to yourself. Yeah. And everybody always hits me up and they're like trade that they're so risky, like friends change and this and that. And I hundred percent get that, but like get a rider guy. Like I my group, we have the Guild of Boys. There's eight of us, uh eight or nine of us, and we've been friends since we were ten years old, right? So I have I'd be super comfortable buying with any of them. Um, because I know that they're rock solid people and I don't have to worry about us getting into a little argument that's going to change things. If you're going to buy with somebody that you've only known for a year, maybe that could be different, but also really strong relationships could only be a year old. So honestly, just know what you're getting into, um, you're investing with, um, 
but like you said, there are just so many options out there that it can help you out. Yeah, because you can also buy an investment property. Yeah, but you don't have. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. live in it. You could go half with with a buddy, and even if you have a, a falling out, for example, whatever yeah. you go in and you buy a place together. Yeah, you have someone else paying the rent for you. Yeah, the money's not going to come back right away, but yeah. you own that piece of property. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to be getting paid. Yeah, rent every month. Yeah, and get your lawyers to write up something as well, obviously, right, to protect all the parties. Yeah, in the transaction. Most important. Yeah. So do you, you work with a lot of investors too, or mostly? Uh, no. So it, I would say it's mostly just like the first time home buyer um, class. Uh, just, yeah, it, it, like I said, we were talking before, a lot of my business has been organic. So I started off doing a lot of the leases and then uh, my name got out there and then it just kind of graduated towards being able to help people buy. So I'm really trying to enjoy, again, where I am in my business and not trying to rush rush any steps. How long did that take you? I would say it took me the better part of maybe two and a half years. Like I would say like the last year, like I've been working for three and a half years. The last year or nine months is when I would say like I've been really solid and I feel like I've figured things out for the most part. But we have to be continuous learners, right? Like I, the moment you think you know everything, you're going to be done. But uh, just in terms of like having a steady number of people reach out with inquiries or me wanting um, or them wanting me to help them with their purchase. I I would say like that took a solid two and a half years for me to get to that point. Yeah, because yeah. most people start with renting, especially in real estate. Yeah. You do a lot of leases for your first year, maybe first two years, and then eventually there's a point that that it turns over. But yeah, you know, the fact that you didn't give up and like you're still doing it. Yep. Like I want to say finally seeing seeing a return yeah. of home buyers, but yeah. You know, I, and I don't want to say the light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah. now you're seeing that all this stuff that you did two years ago is not paying off. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And uh, I would say, yeah, it's good if you are a younger person. Um, call it, I mean, under 30, under 25, whatever it is, to don't be ashamed to do the leases. If you do a lot in a year and if you're on a good split, that's a very good income. You know what I mean? You could make more than an entry-level job. Um just doing leases, right? So don't be ashamed of that. I took pride and always wanted to help people out because you know how to put together deals now at that point, right? You're able to do a lot of them. You're able to know all the ins and outs. You're able to get an understanding of who the realtors are in these certain pockets that you're working in and then maybe build a relationship with them as well, right? So um, I think all that stuff works out really well. Uh, my old man, he's been in real estate again, like I said, 17 years. He was able to start off in the, like working with buyers um, and sellers because he started off when he was in his late thirties, mid thirties. Yeah, right? Everyone has exactly, exactly. So he was fortunate enough to start off with like the buyers and sellers. But as younger people, when you're starting off at 23 and 26 now, you are going to have to help people find find the rental options. Yeah, and even then, like I feel like dealing with renters is sometimes harder too, or a, a harder job because yeah. you're seeing a long west places. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's less money, but you're you're dealing with a lot more places. You're seeing 10, 15 different places and you're putting in with multiple offers, which I know you still get with buyers too, but yeah. you know, it's it's such a shorter period of time mm -hmm. and it's so um I don't know what, what the word would be, but it's it's it can be frustrating. It can it can be frustrating, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Right. So you see all these different buildings and you yeah. know, seeing a house, you can you can tell whether you like a house or not. Yeah. But 
an apartment, you can go and see a two-bedroom apartment, for example. Yeah. And one of the bedrooms has a sliding door. Yeah. One of the bedrooms has you know, no door or no closet. And these are a lot of problems that can arise and deal with these roommates. Yeah. Yeah. Dealing with these clients right away. Yeah. Um, for your first year, I, I feel is is really beneficial for yeah. for realtors. Yeah. I just yeah, just to piggyback off that, I think it's awesome. Even though it is a lot of work, it's a lot of running around. Um, you feel like a chicken with your head cut off sometimes, but you get to go through the buildings. You are able to like memorize all where the lot boxes are. You're able to memorize where the amenities are in these buildings, right? You know, sometimes uh, buildings don't have the direction of which units are which way, but if you've been through them a bunch of times, you're you're the pro, right? You're going to be able to go. It's going to be a smooth and seamless showing. Um, and then you just build up that expertise about the market that you're working in, right? So like you said, it's definitely beneficial for you to go learn these buildings, but it is um, a lot of work when you are starting off and we're working at leases. Yeah, for me, even just starting... Uh... Even into today, I I always love playing the game of getting up to the floor and having to guess which oh, one the the yeah. numbers are on, and I yeah. I've, I have to keep a tally. Like I feel yeah. like I need to tally which yeah which way is ways because yeah. yeah I have clients that have gone to like ten plus showings. And yeah, like, all right, like let's try left this time. Yeah, let's try but, right this time. Yeah, and it's good to be open like that though, right? Like we're all human. We're not if it doesn't have a sign there. It's not on our fault if we don't know which way to walk out of the elevator, right? So just to bring your clients on the journey with you. Um, when, as you know, I joke around about lockboxes being the hardest part about our job because half the time they're not labeled properly and the location of them are all over the place, right? You have to find a lockbox on, on a bike rack behind the building. So it's, it's scavenger. Exactly. Sometimes you, you have to, when you're coordinating your showings, you have to give yourself extra time because stuff isn't always going to be right in front of you, right? But bring your clients on that uh, journey with you, I think it just shows that you're human and you're transparent, then they, I think, value that. Yeah, I had a, I had a nightmare lockbox situation one time, and yeah. it was just... Give me it. What is thank, it? Thankfully, like, the clients are, are yeah. friends of mine or people that I know, so we are good, but it was a newer building, Yeah, and the unit went up, and it just said... Like lockbox is like here's the code. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I knew I knew where the lockboxes were. Yeah. So I get there, and I don't see an agent's name. No. I don't see anything that that relates to what what the code is. Yeah. So I start looking around, and I see one lockbox that has the code. Okay. It has the code punched in. I go to open it. No, it doesn't open. Doesn't open. I keep looking. There are like four or five of them that have that code. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a problem because, yeah, we're going to have to go through every single one. Thankfully, yeah. there were like 20. Okay. <clears throat> which doesn't sound like a lot, but no, yeah. You're able to get through. Yeah. yeah. Or it sounds like a lot, but yeah. I was able to get through. Yeah. So finally, I get to the one that, that works. Yeah. It opens up. Yeah. There are two keys in there. Uh oh. Neither key has a unit number on it. So you had to bring them both. So I brought them both. One of them says like unit one. And one of them said some other random, or I think yeah. they, I think they were both the same, but they both said unit one or whatever. Okay. We were trying to go to like unit five. Yeah. It's like okay, so yeah. let's take both of these. We'll try it. Yeah. Try it for for unit five. Doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Like okay, I don't know what to do at this point. So yeah. it was an apartment building, so I had to call the the management company mm -hmm. of the property, and then I had to get in touch with them, and I couldn't page. The realtor, like, they're like, oh, like, 
we can't give you the the realtor's information. You have to page it. Yeah. Number one, like if you're if you're a real estate, please put your cell phone number on on the listings. Rule number one. Like rule number one. Step it is the brokerage number. I know. Call this brokerage. Yeah. Having to wait from the to page them. Yeah. Call you back. Like I'm waiting. I have my clients here. We're waiting for like 25 minutes. Yeah. It's worse. And I'm freaking out because <laughs> I speak to two people and. Nothing's happening. Yeah. So I go and we speak to the guy at the front desk. Yeah. And he tries to figure out the fob. And the fob is for that unit one. It's not for the unit that we were looking at. Yeah. There was no key for the unit that we were looking at. Okay. So we went up to see that unit one, which is a completely different unit, different layout. Yeah. And it was it was a waste of time, which, yeah. which sucked because I felt bad. We Yeah. You know, my clients met me and I had them waiting for 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Thankfully, it was the last showing of the day. We had, yeah. we had already seen like two or three. Yeah. But having to make them wait, and then we couldn't even see the unit yeah. that we wanted to see, and the yeah. security wouldn't let us up. Yeah. And then the next day, uh, I got a, a notice that they fixed it. Okay. And put the key, and we went, we saw the unit. But it was just, it was yeah. the, the inconvenience of yeah. no, having to go through the lockbox, having to yeah. find, the, find the code. Uh, tried 20 different times and yeah. it not be the key that's in there. Yes. Just, yeah. Now, I've had too many nightmare stories of lockboxes too. Um, but troubleshooting, it's part of our job, right? I feel like there's so many times where we have to troubleshoot. My, I would say one of the, I don't know, a lockbox story for me that's popped into my head is we're showing, um, one of my showings again, when I was like very new in the business, but it was in the middle of winter and the lockbox was like completely frozen. Mm -hmm. So, I tried like hitting it off. I got like a rock on the ground trying to hit it off. Nothing. Don't want to ruin the lockbox, obviously. So go to the front desk and I get him to bring me to the to the bathroom on like the main floor of the condo building. And I'm bringing like cups of hot water out to pour on the lockbox <laughs> to get the key out. Again, it took me way too long, probably 20 minutes. Um, but what you got to do i guess sometimes right and you got it open got it open saw the unit the unit it it was a good one um but my clients didn't end up, end up going for it oh really yeah yeah i think we with that one we wanted to go for it but they ended up yeah there were things like i think that situation sort of threw them off because the realtor is irresponsible and they yeah. want to deal with yeah you know, yeah those kinds of people um so they ended up finding something else but mm -hmm. no it's, it's just funny the kind of things that that we have to that, that we have to go through and yeah. yeah I don't know it's but it's fun yeah. like it, it's a lot of fun it's it's a good learning experience like you said yeah being able to meet and connect and like show our I guess show like our true colors yeah and, you know, who we are as people and yeah having them understand that it, we we laughed a bit at the end you know, it wasn't anything where exactly fresher to camps on because yeah it's it's out of our hands uh in in that case yeah yeah um, yeah that's good I yeah. I guess we can kind of shift ship gears a little bit yeah um so we were talking earlier about you were at a, a conference that yes you were it was yesterday right? yes was it yeah yesterday uh so yeah it was just a one-day event the, okay. buzz, the buzz conference hosted by uh virginia and wayne and isabel munden um absolutely amazing and to everybody else just that's behind that operation um world-class i mean the people that they have there uh the keynote speakers and just everybody in between the vendors they're all people within in the real estate space that are making change or have already made massive amounts of change um from seasoned veterans to newer people in the business uh one of the people on my panel he was only in the business for i think a year and a half now 
doing very well. Um, there's another guy that was 25 that has like over 10 listings right now. Uh, That's crazy. So just, I mean, so motivating to to be there and to be having to talk after guys like Tom Story and Matthew Campoli and the whole list of, of other people that were there. Um, it's nerve wracking, but I mean, just cool to be in the same same presence as them and just, again, um, nothing but um, thank you to, to all the people that set that up. Yeah, because I've, I've never been to a conference or I haven't gone to one yet. Yeah. I do want to go to one. Yeah. Uh, do you find that, I guess you, you spoke at this one, but mm -hmm. I get, you, you learn a lot from... You do. Um, and everybody is, they're an open book, right? Um, I would say there were days of real estate where people are trying to like secret information and hide, have like secrets in, about uh, their success and things like that. Those people are, are by the wayside. They're done. Um, everybody there where they have a high volume of transaction numbers with just selling and, and buying um and they show you their whole their whole playbook right they want to help you out as a younger person and i would definitely recommend attending conferences whenever you can they are yeah i went to i went to one but it wasn't it wasn't a real estate one it was okay. a tech conference and yeah like it's it's so cool to go and learn a lot even if you're not in the business yeah even if you're you know like i said i, I went to a tech one which didn't really relate to me i was yeah. you know, doing some stuff behind the scenes too yeah but going out and listening to these people speak yeah like, um i know akon was there yeah he was talking about yeah he has some some uh cryptocurrency or something okay. but like michelle obama was there and these like huge huge people but even if you're not interested in that kind of stuff yeah still really motivated cool and, yeah and learn from other people so yeah. even for you for you to go out and talk to people yeah and be a person on on the panel like what, yeah. what kind of stuff did you talk about uh it was basically um how i've been able to build my business to the point where it is now and then just talk about the um the basics that i'm also doing um that's led me to to be able to where uh, to be where i am after three and a half years but it was amazing to go because so call it maybe a year and a half ago I used to be really stuck in my ways with wanting social media to be my only way of driving business towards myself. And um, I was a part of a boot camp with Emma Pace and Von Story. Um, and they said for one of our activities, go back and actually track where your deals have came from for the past 24 months. So I did that. And it was shocking to me that I found out a ton of my business has been referral based. So Instagram was a medium that they, these people decided to hit me up on, but they were referred to me from a past client. So when I found that out, I really um, had to change my mindset and not have resistance on the traditional ways of real estate. And that's when I actually embraced and incorporated all of, I mean, CRM and tagging the people in my, my database with specific inappropriate titles or tags, right? Whether they're a renter, a buyer, a seller, um, if they've already purchased, if they're an investor client, their first time home buyer so going through and taking the time it is a lengthy process but taking those people with the correct tanks because it's going to make your business easier in the future and then the email campaigns um and the flyer jobs all of those basic things are going to be able to drive this towards you but i didn't realize that i thought everything was social media driven people were reaching out to me for my videos and then when i took a step back and opened my eyes i kind of had like a bird's eye view i realized that it was the referral base right so we are still so young in the business and to really take uh, inspiration and, and these notes from the people speaking at the conferences, go there and implement what they're doing. Don't just li like sit down, 
get motivated and then leave and don't implement anything. Listen to what they have to say. If you can implement a couple of things into your business, that's, I think, the whole value um, that the corporates will give you. Yeah, I think that that's the most important part is finding, even if it's just one thing to take yeah. from that conference, like a ticket is, you know, for example, whatever, like mm-hmm. 200 bucks yeah. and you go for a day, you go for two, three days. Yeah. If you can bring one thing from that conversation mm-hmm. or from that day, from that conference, yeah. and go and learn a little bit, yeah. that $200 is going to get back to you. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah. going to make you thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. from that one little thing that someone tells you. So I feel like, yeah, it's definitely important that I'm, yeah. I'm going to get a chance to, yeah. to go to one of these conferences. I just got to... I got a fun time myself. Yeah, yeah, and then even even uh, while you're at the conferences, like networking with the other industry professionals there as well, you're going to come across people that are in a different market thing. You you come across somebody from Windsor or Ottawa or something else, right? And um, you hit it off with them. They're going to be like, oh, you know what? I have a client moving somewhere in Toronto. I'm going to call Brian. And then there's a referral, right? And then you're able to kind of share business with each other that way too. Yeah, it's a lot of helping each other out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that that's something I didn't even think about too. Is, yeah, uh, is the the networking, actually connecting with other yeah other realtors and speaking to that and meeting that and uh, yeah, because I, I follow all these people on Instagram. Yeah, to actually speak to them in person and have yeah. that genuine conversation and then yeah, you know, it's it's important. I guess sort of like us too, right? Like, yeah. like obviously we got connected through a friend, but. Yeah. You know, for us, we had a chat on the phone yeah. when I first got, it was like my yeah. first week. Yeah. About his place in August or when? Yeah, it was around August, right. July, August. Yeah. 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 No, good conversation. I mean, again, like I've had so many people that I could lean on and they were sharing information with me from the get go. Right. So I feel like we also have to be open and willing to do that for all the new people coming in as well. Yeah. What's a, is what's a, uh, an important thing that you would say to someone who was an it was a new realtor new realtor yeah. um i would say mentorship is um the thing that you should be looking at most i know the commission split is attractive for people um but you want to be able to have somebody to lean on right and to be asking the questions i was lucky enough to have my father be in real estate and i could ask him any question that even if it was going to be a dumb question right like where does this person have to sign Oh my gosh, I got to sign back and the offer's all scribbled out. What do I have to do? Um, things of that nature. When uh, you're going to have showings for him to actually show you how to properly navigate the MLS, teach you the tricks about it. You know what I mean? Because when you go, when you first get your license, you're kind of teaching yourself it maybe, or you'll, your brokerage will have training on it. But there are ways that you could just really use that tool to enhance you um, in your profession. So finding somebody that can really teach you the ropes from the get-go will allow you to streamline your your business instead of it being, I mean, like a slow flat line, you'll be able to just go up a lot quicker. Yeah, because you have someone there who can help you and, and yeah. can teach you. Do you do uh, coaching as well or is it mostly just mentorship with your dad? Uh, so I like I have done some, some coaching, um, but I, I kind of like the, like picking my avenues where I'm, where I'm gaining my information from. Um, I've had experiences with older coaches that are more, they're, they're old school, right? And the way that real estate is now, it, the basic function of buying and selling and transacting is obviously very much the same thing. So you can't lose sight of that, but your way of going about and like attracting business and maybe connecting with clients is going to be different, right? So that was a big reason why I joined that boot camp I was talking about um, last September. Um, in the, I guess, last quarter of 2022. 
um, because it was led by two young people in their young 30s and they're absolutely crushing it, right? And they have built their business similar to how I think I would want mine to be. So um, I'm, I would say just picky with where I would want to spend my money and get that knowledge from. Yeah, and everything takes time. Yeah, it's gonna, it's not going to happen right away. It's yeah. going to take a couple of years, but that's good that you're finding things that can that, that you can take yep. and understand and propel your business because to to talk in front of a pedal in you know after three years of doing this business or like you said you're at like two and a half at the time when you first spoke yeah it's crazy yeah, my heart was beating up in my chest but I feel like opportunities like that you can't say no to and um, you I mean just have to try to prepare yourself to the best that you can right like I grew up playing hockey I was like I'm kind of used to the pressure um, and I've I've got I would say far. Um, in my hockey journey because I, I always wanted to just push the limit at how far I could take things. Right. And by no means am I uh, like close to any of the, the speakers at the buzz conference, but to know that that hopefully is a, is a possibility one day is something that I'm striving towards. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, actually we're, we're almost at the end of the, uh, yeah. podcast, which is episode three out of 10. I feel like we can, we could be talking for another Half an hour. You yeah. like an hour. Yeah, but, uh, I can see him this room all day. I guess we'll have to we'll have to get get you back on uh, initial sure. time. So Trey, thanks, uh, thanks again for coming out. Where where can people find you? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, online, um, Instagram is probably where I'm most active. Um, at the folks team, um, F O L K E S M N team. Great. Yeah, we'll we'll put it in the in the description and the in the bio and all that stuff. So perfect. People will be able to see online and. Uh, Yes, that's it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Actually, I really appreciate it. I learned a lot. And I'm yeah, hoping to get to wherever you're at uh, in the next couple. Yo, you'll, you'll be past me. Put up your arm. Show, show all the. <laughs> that I can see. We brokered. We spoke about it last month yeah. a bit. I got, I got a new cast on though. I had a, I had a, a thick boy on. But yeah. Next time I see, there be healed. No more, no more snowboard. Hey, well, no another. It'll be another month. It comes up uh, middle of February. So dope. We'll be good. Dope. Yeah. Anyway, thanks so much, and everyone will. Uh, We'll see you next week. Peace.